What's up, guys? I'm Colin. I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. And this is Against the Spread. I don't remember what we went with for music. I don't, did we was. ever decide? <laughs> I don't know. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> I like the one that Ryan had. Ryan was probably the I liked Ryan's. Yeah, you're going to probably have to send that to me again. I'll find it. Anyway, that probably covered our uh, time for the music. <laughs> I can just plug that right over the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Against the Spread podcast, season one, episode two. <laughs> Even though episode one, you know, the pilots, they always just disappear. Nobody yeah, never, really cares about never them. never appeared, but... It's okay. We had, yeah. some, we had technical difficulties for week one because yeah, uh, my audio got corrupted and we couldn't use it. So okay, cool. I'm just, I was hoping you were gonna fess oh. up to that. And oh, oh, I will. Go any further? I will. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Anyway, uh, this is a good place to come for all of your betting advice, your fantasy needs. We've been doing this for a long time. Been watching our parents do it. Uh, yeah, you know we're experts. We know more than you. That's why you're here. You know. definitely know more than the average Joe. Well, <laughs> uh, to get started, we, we had ourselves a Thursday night football game a few nights ago. Um, not that anybody cares. It's two NFC East teams at the bottom of the division. But there was still football nonetheless. So what are we looking at as far as odds for that game? You know, did you make good bets? Did you make bad bets? I don't even know what the lines were. I'm going to pass that over to Mook because he's the odds man for this one. Uh, so I'll tell you, it wasn't a good game. In my opinion, but uh, the line, the the spread line, opened at plus three. Uh, I do believe it closed at plus three and a half on Fanduel. Mind you, we only use Fanduel here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, t- honestly, I d- you could have convinced me either way of who to take there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust the NFC East. I don't at all. So, um, but uh, it was plus three and a half for the Giants. Um, if you took the Giants. Guess what? They cover. So, even in even even with the last field goal loss at the end, uh, they still end up covering. So, congratulations to anyone who took them. But uh, one of you was really high on Washington. That's me. Last week. Yeah. You? Um, oh, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Wanna, no, uh, I I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of all of a sudden right here. We just started talking about Washington football team as if they were not the best team in the NFC East, but they are. Um, I mean, I, I I agree with that. I just without Ryan Fitzpatrick, things probably get tougher for them. Um, though Taylor Heineke had a pretty good day. Um, he threw the ball forty six times, which is pretty um, probably not what they should do going forward with Antonio Gibson as your running back. Um, but I, I think that the thing that separated Washington last year um, and gave them the division last year is the same thing that will give them the division this year. Um, And that's one of the best, if not the very best, defense in the NFL. Um, I think Chase Young... gave up 29 points to the Giants. It was a tough game. Uh, It's Thursday night, man. Thursday night games suck. Things happen. Oh, goodness. Thursday night games are the worst. I hate Thursday night games in general. I think that there's... Guys are tired. Short week. Thursday night games are always a clusterfuck, um, but it, New York definitely stinks. I think Dallas is is they're weak in a lot of places, um, other than quarterback. Um, and Philadelphia 
is weak in a lot of places too. They're kind of similar to the Cowboys um, for me. Uh, not to say that Washington isn't also weak. I think that this is probably the second weakest division in all of football behind the NFC North. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, the, it's not a it's not a easy to say who's going to win this division, but uh, I feel pretty confident that it's going to be Washington based on their defense. Um, but obviously, you guys have different opinions. So, I, yeah, I just I think if you're a Washington fan, get out. <laughs> if you're riding that train on gambling, especially, I no, I'm I'm not liking what I'm seeing at all. I think Fitzpatrick was good glue to have and. He's not there. Gibby, you know, no touchdowns yet for him. Fantasy-wise, that hurts. No games over 100 yards for the first two. It is Thursday night. I agree with that. But the, the Giants aren't shining anywhere. Their offense isn't good. Their defense isn't good. They scored 30 points. That's great. But they gave up 29. I mean, the defense is supposed to be the driving force. It, it, I'm not sold on Washington right now. Well, And they've got a tough schedule, too. So. To be fair, we've talked about the Thursday night thing. Um, they gave up 20 points to the Chargers, um, who probably have one of the more high-powered offenses in all football. Um, when you talk about the fact that you have Justin Herbert, who can just zip it. Um, you have Austin Eckler, who's one of the best, um, you know, sort of dual-threat sort of running backs. He can catch the ball. He can run the football. He's good at all of it. Um, and you have some really good receiving targets, especially, I mean, you have a number one who's a legit number one in Keenan Allen. Um, and they gave up 20 points and they lost the football game. Um, but I think that there's something to say about the fact that Taylor Heineke looked a lot better than Ryan Fitzpatrick did. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not playing Against well. the Giants. That's true. As, um, and Taylor Heineke could absolutely come out next week and look terrible because he is, in fact, a backup in this league. Um, but... He, he offers a lot more in terms of the dual threat ability than Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He can take off and run. Um, and at this point in his career, he might have a bigger arm than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is pretty old. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that Washington has a chance to be very good, but um, I think whoever wins that division is going to win nine games. All right. Well, I think we're, we've are we kind of strayed off of yeah. uh, gambling with that one, but – uh, it's a good buffer to go into, I think we can get into the Sunday games here, because Dallas, who is a part of the NFC East, is playing who Washington played in Week 1 with the Los Angeles Chargers. We're looking at that spread right now, plus 3 for the Cowboys, minus 3 for the Chargers, with the Chargers at minus 166 on the money line, Cowboys at plus 140. Uh, in my opinion, I'll toss it over to you guys, I just want to pull it out real quick, this is a very tough game to gamble on. I don't know what you guys think, but I know this is a, a spread thing, but I take the over at fifty four and a half. No, yeah, this is gambling. That's what I was thinking too. That's what I was gonna say when it looped back to me. Truth, truthfully, fifty four and a half, take it. Uh, it's gonna be high scoring between. You have two quarterbacks that love to sling it. Both of them have cannons for arms. Um, both of them have. I mean, Dallas has a really good wide receiver core with Cooper and uh, C.D. Lamb out there, and uh, and Zeke. Uh, with in the running back game, but you know who knows what the hell's going to happen with that. And then you got Atlanta, or not Atlanta. You have the Chargers, Keenan Allen, and well, truthfully, that's all I really know who's out there. Mike Williams, uh, baby. Because Mike Williams, thank you. I couldn't. I know there was another <laughs> one. I just couldn't think of his name. But like, tall, good targets all around on both on both sides. There, there's going to be chances. And Jared Cook, a tight end. I forgot he's out there. Yeah, like, I got Eckler too. Like there's so many good chances to score. You could, you could. I don't know. 
taking the spread here, I don't like just because I just don't know. And with it being a field goal, honestly, at minus three isn't bad because it'll push if you lose. Like, I mean, if, if it ends up being last thing, you have the Chargers minus three. Dallas kicks a field goal to, I, in, in, in the end to win it. Minus three, it's a push. I, I mean, it, I, truthfully, I kind of like the push more than just taking a full-on loss. Um, but, yeah, that's on that game, that's all I really like. There isn't much minus, uh, but I like the over. Right. Um, so one thing I'll say about the over is that the number one team in uh, – or the number one team in passing defense last season uh, was the L.A. Chargers. Um, they gave up the fewest amount of yards per game last year. Uh, in the passing game. Um, now, they did that in a division where they play Pat Mahomes twice. So, um, you know, this isn't, it's not, it's not an easy puff schedule or anything. Um, so, I'm not sure I love the over, actually. Um, you know, 54 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, so, as for the game, I, I'm with you, Colin. I don't, th- I, I hate this game. I will stay away from it. I'm not going to bet on it. Um, but if I had to choose, I think I'm going to go. I think I go plus three for the Cowboys. Um, I think this is probably going to be a pretty good game. I think it's going to be similar to the one that we saw between Washington and LA, um, but with more offense, um, but not a ton more offense. I think we're going to end up, you know, I, I think it, the Cowboys have a pretty decent chance of winning, um, but at the end of the day, I think we're probably going to end up with a you know twenty twenty seven twenty four um, or. I guess that that wouldn't be a, or that would be a push. So I might be with Mike on this. Um, exactly. That we might end up with a push exactly. on this. See, look at that. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that this is a tough one to pick. So it it's a it's sort of a toss up for me. But I actually don't love the over, um, even though you got two slinging quarterbacks. Um, the only other thing I'll say is that I do think if it's going to go one way, it will be for the Chargers. The Chargers would blow it open so maybe i like minus three for the chargers i don't know i hate this game <laughs> welcome to the podcast where we don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. anymore um we say one thing and i guess we mean the other yeah i'm actually avoiding all that i'm going a step deeper i like the player props on some of these uh i think you could take cooper and cd lamb uh cooper's yard 74 and a half lamb 76 and a half they both had over 100 yards week one that's Tough for them to both go over 100 again, but I think one of them, and I suppose it's my job to choose mm-hmm. which one of them, is going to go over 74, 76 yards. I like, I take Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper over 74 and a half is a good bet. Uh, I also like Herber and Dax yards, both over 306. That kind of goes against what Ryan was saying, and it's a valid point with uh, Los Angeles' pass defense and defense in general, but this is one of the more high-powered offenses in football. When you look at their surroundings with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Dak slinging that thing around, he's had over 400 yards. I think I said this last week, but nobody heard it, (laughs) in like the last eight games he's played or something like that. That's absolutely ridiculous. So I'm asking for almost just a little under 100 yards less than that. Uh, I think that's a good bet. Minus 113, I think, for all of those. And lastly, I'm going to take a gamble. I like Ezekiel Elliott over 58 and a half yards. I think that is insultingly low for who should be one of the best running backs in the league. Obviously, he hasn't played like it, but you would like to think if he's going to take a step back, which a lot of people think he is, or excuse me, a step forward, 58 and a half yards should be doable. Uh, Something to mention about that. 
Um, two things. One, Zach Martin back. Huge help for Zeke. Um, Zach Martin's one of the best guards in all of the uh, in all of football. Um, back from COVID, so having him back is definitely going to help him. Um, number two, uh, Chargers, very good pass defense. Very average run defense. Um, so I think that if Zeke can get going, um, I think that that would absolutely help the Cowboys in this game. Like I said, though, big recommendation for this game is to completely avoid uh, betting on that spread or even betting on the money line. Um, this this game could end in a tie. I really, I, I just hate this game. Um, but the player props, I, I really like everything you said about that. Um, yeah, let's uh, move forward then. I think we've kind of beat that one to the ground as much as we can. Uh, one of my favorite bets this week is the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Currently, the Saints are sitting at minus 3.5 with a minus 180 on the money line versus plus 3.5 for Carolina, plus 152. I think you can take, this is my opinion, you can take that spread for the Saints pretty easily. Yep. Um, I don't know why. This is the way it is. Maybe you guys know something I don't, but Carolina didn't look all that impressive, in my opinion, against the Jets. The Saints, on the other hand, looked way overpowering against the Packers, which I know there was a lot of weird stuff going on in that game anyway on Green Bay side. That game was terrible. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it seemed like like Jameis had a pretty good grasp on the offense overall. The defense looked fine. I mean, it seems like this is a game where the Saints are just going to bulldoze the Panthers, but maybe you guys know something I don't. I'm comfortable with minus 3.5 and, and minus 180. I might even go alternate spread. Get yourself better odds. Get minus 6.5 maybe. Yeah, uh, this is probably my favorite bet um, of this week is minus 3.5 for the Saints. I think you – Everything about the Saints' offense excites me. Um, even without their number one target out there, without Michael Thomas out there, they have looked they looked incredible. Um, and when you have Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, um, if you have a quarterback who can sling it like Jameis, and he was slinging it with discipline, right? Um, one of the biggest problems we've seen with Jameis Winston is that he he gets too sort of finicky and he throws it in spots he shouldn't. He tries to fit it in places, um, and. With Sean Payton, it seems like he's he's fixing that, and uh, so I think that this team is a lot better than the Carolina Panthers. I think the Saints probably are going to um, get that wild card spot. I think they're probably going to be a playoff team. Um, I don't think it, they might compete for this division. Um, I could see them winning eleven or twelve games, and that would put them right up there with the Bucks. So um, I definitely like this game. Minus three and a half seems easy to me. Yeah, I I'll, I'll agree. I really didn't look at it until just now, to be honest, and I was surprised, honestly, how low that is. <laughs> like, truthfully, I was shocked. <laughs> you thought I was lying. I was like, there's no way it's three and a half. Do they not? Like, I don't get, like, what, how could you just say, yeah, they just whooped on the Packers and go, yeah, three and a half against the Panthers. Okay, no. Uh, I mean, Jameis looked comfortable. Jameis looked good. Uh, he threw, I think he I, he went into a football game and he didn't throw an interception. <laughs> it was incredible. Um he threw, he threw a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown, something Drew Brees had never done while with the Saints. Is, mind you. is that true? Really? Are you sure yeah. it wasn't? They came, wow. I, I'm, I, I'm, I, he threw, like, over X amount of passing attempts all through that, and not once was a 50-yard bomb completed for a touchdown with that. And it was, it was incredible for me to even read that line. 
I I didn't believe it, but it was popping up everywhere, and it was tweeted by like a bunch of people that can be supported. <laughs> uh, but yeah, minus three and a half, minus one hundred five, take it. I say even almost hammer the shit out of it. Um, I feel like that's gonna cover pretty easily. That seems to be all of our favorite <laughs> bets this week. Uh, after Mook just saw it, um, Mook, I'm gonna throw it back to you though. Uh, what other game are you looking at that you oh, like? Oh man. <laughs> I don't I like there's you see some of these and I'm like okay because I kind of look at the Kansas City Baltimore game that's minus three and a half for Kansas City well I don't think that Kansas I don't think the Chiefs are going to come out as slow as they did against the Browns I think they're going to come out harder and I mean I know that the Ravens have something to kind of prove they lost to the Raiders on Monday night so I mean it's a close call uh, but I, I, on that game, I'm going to take the minus three and a half for the Chiefs. I don't I don't hate it, but I know how good a powerhouse of an offense the Chiefs actually have with having uh, with having Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, even Michael Hardman, Clyde's Edward Hilaire in the backfield. Like it, it, Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, I, you just can't you can't you almost can't go against it. You can't be like, yeah, I'll take the Ravens plus three and a half. No, I'll take the Chiefs minus three and a half there. Um, I don't know if I like the over-under at 54 and a half either. Um, I don't know how good it'll be, but I'll, I like the Chiefs minus three and a half. I think that the the Chiefs-Baltimore uh, game is going to be like every other Chiefs-Baltimore game we had. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I, I, I bet the over so that you can watch the game rooting for points. Um, because I, I think that those teams are average to terrible defensively, depending on the game. Um, especially Baltimore has been shaky uh, in the passing game. Um, and so I would I would love to – or I think the over is a great bet. Um, personally, my favorite bet this week, um, other than minus three and a half uh, for the Saints – is a tie. Um, I like plus five and a half for the Raiders, uh, and plus twelve and a half for the Lions. Um, I, I don't think that the Lions are going to get washed by the Packers after I what I saw from the Packers. Um, and I like the resi- I thought the Lions looked pretty good. I thought you know the Lions might be vying for the best spot in the NFC North. I, I you know they they looked like they were having you know they. They seem like maybe they've gotten some of it together. Um, Jared Goff appears to have something to prove. Now, the Lions, I like the Lions. Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Are, are you good. serious right now? No, no, no. You No, you will not. No. I, they almost won. the fourth quarter with eight minutes left to go. They got lucky. George <laughs> Kittle took a onside kick to the face because he couldn't recover it. Like... I, no, you're not going to sit there and tell me that they're that I no, absolutely I, not. I Green disagree. Bay comes really back disagree. out; they cover um, minus twelve. Green and Bay a half. has I, like, not had a very good run defense. Um, now DeAndre Swift is questionable, um, but even if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, Jamal Williams looked pretty good. Um, and also revenge tour for Jamal Williams. Um, I, I think that we might get. I don't know if it's happened yet. This might be the second time in for, since Barry Sanders. Um, they hadn't had a hundred yard rusher in forever. I think tomorrow they could get one. I think tomorrow might be the day we get a hundred yard rusher from the Detroit Lions. 
Um, whether it's De- uh, DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams, I don't know. Um, but I, I think plus tw- uh, 12.5 is a good it's a good bet for the Lions. I mean, I like plus 5.5 for the Raiders. Um, I think Baltimore's better than Pittsburgh. Um, and I think that's going to be kind of a shitty game, uh, Las Vegas versus Pittsburgh. But So I think that Pittsburgh's probably not going to blow them out. I don't think we're going to get you know plus 5. Or I don't think they're going to beat them by a touchdown or more. Um, I think that game's going to be decided by a field goal. Um, Pittsburgh could win, but I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge um, sort of difference in score. I think we're going to get uh, – I think the Raiders are, are good enough that they'll stick with them. So, I'm going to talk for a second here just because I missed the Ravens-Chiefs game. Uh, I'm actually going the opposite of Mook on this. I think I'm with Ryan that this is going to be a very close game, as it always is with these two teams. And I'm just going to give uh, – it's in Baltimore, right, before I make myself look like an ass. I'm going to give the home team the edge. I think the Ravens are going to cover Correct. three and a half. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they're going to lose by one or they're going to win by one. I think it's going to be super, super close. Uh, for the Lions, yikes uh, on this game. Goodness gracious. The Lions should be the worst team in the league. They looked okay <laughs> against San Francisco in the fourth quarter, to Mook's point. Green Bay, what are they doing? What uh, I, I they have to bounce back, right? I would imagine twelve and a half points, though. Goodness, I I don't know. I I don't think I'm touching. I don't think I'm touching that one. I'm telling you, man. It's the Lions. I'm, it's okay, the right, Lions. I'll take I'll take the Packers twelve and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, come on. Like, think about all the teams that played bad in Week One. Most of those teams, Buffalo. The, Green Bay, they didn't start. They, none of their starters really played in preseason. They were all rusty. They looked bad. They all looked terrible. Roger, Rogers, Roger comes back out on Monday Night Football and he's going I, to tear. It's not up a, the a rusty. It's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers. This is a non-caring Aaron Rodgers. This is a fucking over it Aaron Rodgers. He's done. I think that. I think Aaron Rodgers might be guys. I think he might be washed. Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, he can't be. Can't be washed. No, okay. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> but could he, though? Uh, maybe I'm speaking right, as... Rogers, Rogers washed is going on your hot take list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I've, Ryan, Ryan is racking up the notes, <laughs> let me tell you. I've got the 100-yard rusher on Sunday. <laughs> Interesting. Rogers is washed. All right, we're going to... I really think it might be Jamal Williams, Monday. too. I think Jamal Williams might be the 100-yard rusher. I'm excited. Oh, my God. All right, well, the, real quick, I need to see the, what Jamal Williams' rushing yards odds are right now because, boy, you should just be pounding that. I could tell you. Oh, it's not even on there. Oh, okay. We'll have to no, look. No, because it's on Jamal. Monday night. They'll probably post it tomorrow. It'll probably, it'll probably, yeah, be, closer, it'll probably be closer to tomorrow since the uh, game is on Monday. Okay. Oh. Let me see. So. It's my, that's that's a uh, – it's my bad for bringing up a Monday game. We were talking about Sunday games. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, anyway, my other favorite bet besides the one we've all agreed on, I like the Bills at three and a half against Miami, uh, minus one hundred six for that. The Dolphins, I don't think, are that good overall. Uh, got a lot of growing still to do. Buffalo didn't look great. Last week, obviously, but I think they're going to bounce back in a similar way to what uh, Green Bay probably will. 
you know, I just think they're too good, even though it's in Miami. Uh, Miami is kind of a shifty, sneaky team at home sometimes. So this, I guess these odds kind of make sense. But I feel pretty confident that the Bills are going to win by four points. Uh, minus 186 on the money line if you'd rather take it safer. But I got I got faith in Josh Allen and the boys. I agree. I mean, I like Buffalo. Buffalo's strong. Buffalo's, Buffalo's I think, got a good defense. Um, got a good offense. I mean, I just – they didn't look good last week. But that's with me saying that none of them really – Sorry, none of them, none of them look good. Like they looked bad. The offense didn't look good. It looked slow. It looked sluggish. But it's week two. They got that rust off. They're, they're cranking it out. They'll cover. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. Know. The, Buffalo's probably the second best team in the AFC. <laughs> Maybe the second best team in the league. Um, second or third best team in the league, probably. Um, in my opinion, I, I mean, you know, things could change. Um, obviously they didn't look excellent. Josh Allen kind of looked. Um, like he his rookie year, um, he missed a lot of throws. I mean, he missed a lot of throws. So, um, but I, I think that he can turn it around. I think that, um, hopefully, playing against a team that's a little uh less chaotic defensively, less intense defensively, less T.J. Watt in his face as he's trying to throw. Hopefully, he can um, you know turn around and all of you Josh Allen fantasy owners will be much more pleased with what you see this week I think uh compared to last week yeah <laughs> really use it yeah I think we can all agree the odds and some of the games are a lot easier to choose yeah this absolutely. week than they were last week oh, I, I kind of had a hard yeah. time much, much easier uh and I don't know if that's just because the matchups are more favorable or if it's because we've actually saw a week <laughs> of football maybe both I don't know I'll but one that to me that is one. still pretty close is your guys' team with the Chicago Bears and the Bengals one and a half a on the spread? That's never easy. And then plus one ten and minus one thirty. I mean, it's almost it's almost it, a pick 'em. It's, mean, it's almost close. it is almost a pick 'em. I was gonna get to this at some point um, through this because I don't know. <laughs> you could convince me. So, yeah, you know what? The Bears' defense. Actually, you could probably just say the front. Seven's good enough. Fucker cornerbacks. They don't touch people when they're down. They score touchdowns. Um, but and then I just don't know. Like I, you, I don't know. I plus one and a half doesn't seem favorable. Like, or like really, like if you were gonna take the Bears to win, take them at minus one and a half instead of take them at minus one thirty. If you're gonna take the Bengals to win, that point and a half isn't worth it. Take them at plus one ten. Double, little over double your money on it have a good time and then be angry that I that I told you to take the Bengals at plus one ten. <laughs> because I just don't like truthfully, I don't the Bears were bad and I don't have faith because I don't want Andy Dalton as our starter. I want Fields Fields I think is the answer for well, part of our answer, then we gotta get rid of our head coach. But I don't like the game because I really don't know. But what I do know is that the the original line or the over-under is 45-and-a-half. But if you're in the state of Illinois, so sorry, Ryan, um, you can get the Bengals and Bears game. Uh, it's an odds boost to combine for over 37-and-a-half uh, points. 
Oh, it says and bears to win. Shit, I'll still take it plus 250. I didn't read the whole thing. I just thought it says combined uh, points. But at plus 250, I take it. You reduce the you reduce the points and bears to win. So this is why Mook loses bets <laughs> and he doesn't read them all the It happened a lot last <laughs> year. I'm not going to lie to you. Saw the odds. Moose got really excited, took it, read the whole thing, lost. Because the team <laughs> did not win that needed to. I but the, that odds boost that tickles. I like it. I'll play. I'll take the plus two fifty on that just because I'm like you know. I giggled yeah, for t- sure. <laughs> 37, 37 and a half bears to win. You, you know, plus two fifty. I'll take the odds boost. But for the game itself, I don't know. I don't know, Ryan. What? Yeah, what I fucking know. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to okay. win this game. Um, they're going to dominate it. I think. Um, the Bengals have a very Interesting offense, um, one that has a good quarterback, um, one that has several uh, weapons at wide receiver. Um, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both looked really great last week. Um, and Joe Mixon looked good. Um, and all of that combined with the fact that 100% of the Bears defense scares me. Um, that's not true. 95% um, other than Roquan Smith who is an excellent player. I don't trust our corners. I don't trust our corners. I don't trust our defensive line. Khalil Mack looks um, old. Akeem Hicks looks fat. Um, well, well old and fat now. Um, <laughs> everything about the players who excited me in 2018 um, has gone. I don't, I, I'm not excited by any of these guys. Um, Eddie Jackson is not what he used to be. Um, Khalil Mack's not what he used to be. Akeem Hicks isn't what he used to be. Um, I think that the Bears are probably going to lose this game by at least a touchdown. Um, but so I would take that um, plus one ten pretty easily. Um, now, if Justin Fields plays, uh, Bears win by forty. Uh. <laughs> Problem is, he probably won't. Hmm. They'll probably do what they did last week and put him in for, like, a couple of drives. He looks really good. You get excited. Like, yeah, he looks comfortable. And then you just don't see him ever again. I hate it. I hate that he doesn't play. But it is what it is at that point. Yeah, so alternate spread, Ryan, in case you're curious in that, uh, Bengals minus 6.5 plus 220. So you can have that on your plate if you'd like it. Yeah. I'm not ready to give up on the Bears' defense that easily after one week. I know you guys study it a lot more than I do, especially coming off last year. To me, I think this is very much going to be a battle of offense versus defense. Uh, For the Bears to have success in this game, they're going to have to get to uh, Burrow. They're going to have to make him uncomfortable because they are going to get outclassed in the pass game if he's going to have so much time to just stand back there and do whatever he wants, especially if they got the run game established and play actions in play. I could definitely see this turning into – a blowout in one side and the bears just got a on offense they got to do something man i saw a route tree the other day of what Allen robinson ran last week it was absolutely ridiculous the guy wasn't running more than five yards on every single pass play neither of them were not really any single i mean their 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 passings that they had were maybe i mean you, max. you've got a top 15 wide receiver in the league and you're not letting him go downfield well what now you mind doing? you mind you we were on the side of the rams field almost every single drive we had the ball every yeah. single time we moved the ball we moved the ball but we would go for it on fourth down and we just couldn't get the first like we yeah, were moving the, the ball we were moving the ball it was just not converting 
I'm scared of this bet altogether, but I feel more scared when I have to re rely on the Bears. So if I'm betting, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'll probably stay away from this one, though, if I'm being honest. Uh, but plus 110, if you're just looking to, like, boost your a little bit more, uh, yeah, Bengals, Bengals aren't a bad pick, in my opinion. Later games? Any any games that stick out? 4 o'clock window? 3 o'clock window for Central Time? Vikings-Cardinals would be bad. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Uh, yeah, let's bring them into the mix. Vikings-Cardinals. Looking at the Cardinals, minus 3.5, minus 200. Vikings, plus 3.5, minus 108, plus 168 on the line. Uh, this is another tough game, in my opinion. I think the Vikings are better than people give them credit for. I think I already know which way you guys are leaning for this one. Um... I don't think they're going to win. If I'm gambling on this, I'll, I'll take the Cardinals probably on the line. I don't think I'd go three and a half. Um, there's probably some prop bets in there that are good. I think DeAndre Hopkins scoring a touchdown is pretty safe. That's probably a decent uh, bet to have right there as far as uh, something in the plus. Uh, Murray's yards possibly, um, Justin Jefferson. You know, There's all sorts of cool player props you can probably do. Even Dalvin Cook scoring a touchdown. I like a same-game parlay here is what I'm getting at, but don't touch the money line or the spread. That is my opinion. Mook, I'm sure you have a different one. Um, Look, Arizona looked really good against the Titans. <laughs> they looked really good. Um, the Vikings, though, I watched that game. Um, like, I I mean, I that was the game that we had on our, on our big TV with the seven TVs we had up. Um. He's not exaggerating, folks. I am not. Uh, if anything, if we have a if we have a social media account, I'll post a picture. Um, <laughs> but they had so many penalties; it was absolutely astonishing the amount of penalties <laughs> the Vikings had. First drive, they had a holding penalty. Three plays later, pretty sure they had uh, they they had another holding penalty and then a legal shift. They looked not good on the offensive side of the ball. Like, it looked terrible. Um, Arizona's offense was banging. Hopkins had, I think, Hop, if I read that correctly, Hopkins had two touchdowns. Also, Christian Kirk also had two touchdowns. Like, right. so it was, for me, just, just looking at it and watching that game, too, That it was just incredible. I couldn't believe how easy the the Arizona was was moving the ball. I like it. Um, I, I, I'm i not ba really doing this off of a biased standpoint because I am a Bears fan. I'm looking at it just as a value thing at minus 3.5 for the Cardinals. But at minus 112, I'll take Arizona. I just don't know if the Vikings can handle Hopkins and then be able to handle Christian Kirk if they're trying to, like, if they're trying to double-team Hopkins. I just don't think they can do it. Um, personally, I just see, I just see that happening. And if the Vikings can't can't, can't control their 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 flag situation, their penalty situation, because that was that was horrendous. It, that was bad. Um, they had 12 penalties for 116 yards, mind you. I'm pretty sure. I would almost. I would legitimately say 80 percent of them came in the first half. And I'm not exaggerating. Oh, it happened. They were. It was bad in the first half of the football game. It. I. But. That's just I, I take I take the Cardinals minus three and a half. I'd also uh, with the same game parlay prop probably toss in a uh, Christian Kirk touchdown just because get away from like kind of the minus one fifteen for Hopkins. You get 
where where is he at? Christian Kirk plus two forty. Uh, you know, just toss that in there, boost your odds up a little bit. Have a good time. And then also get mad that I told you to take Christian Kirk plus two forty score a touchdown. But uh, you know, this is what happens here. Um, <laughs> you listen and you lose. <laughs> but we know more. <laughs> but we know more than you, yes. A, uh, I, too, am a Bears fan. Um, and speaking from another point of unbiased, um, I think that this is – I'd actually take plus three and a half for the Vikings um, because I think this game is going to be pretty close. Um, and I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, both of these defenses have things – that are lacking. Uh, Arizona is not great against the run, so I think Dalvin Cook's probably going to open it up a little bit more this week. Um, he was averaging just over three yards carry last week. Um, I imagine that's going to be much higher this week. Uh, I think that you're going to have a lot of passing yards between these two quarterbacks. Uh, and it, it's this is a good game to bet the over and a good game to watch. Uh, if you you know get the chance to watch a game, um, this is this is a good one in the late window to watch because I think it's going to be explosive. I know that um, Kirk Cousins is not the most exciting quarterback, uh, especially when you compare him to Kyler Murray, but he's got a lot of weapons to work with. That offense can be high powered at times, and I think against the Cardinals, they probably will be. Um, I think the Cardinals will probably win, but I don't think that they'll cover that uh, three and a half. I think. Well, but I think it's probably going to be a field goal. Um, maybe a game winner. I'm a, I, a little prediction just thrown into the ether. I think that we might get a we might get a little game winning field goal. Uh, so I, I like plus three and a half for the Vikings. Again, I'm not going to bet that game. Um, other than maybe I might bet that over because uh, I might make some parlays or make a parlay with the overs for some games because. I think there's a lot of games that could go over the over this week. Uh, I don't want to bet unders either. I like watching high-scoring football. Fuck that defense bullshit. I do, I do want to come in here and say about the spread itself, um, if it gets – if you happen to take it Sunday, what time is that game? I think it's what, 4 it's o'clock game. 4 o'clock game? Yeah, 3 o'clock. Yeah, 3.05. 3.05 yeah, Central. If that line moves to minus to 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 four, I would say t- you could probably convince it, convince it to take the Vikings plus four. That point Truthfully, is all I, the difference to move. It it matters, man. It matters, and I like it because I mean I'm not going to lie to you. That line has been bouncing everywhere, and I mean absolutely everywhere. It opened at minus two and a half at one. It at, my, opened at minus two and a half. And it shot down to four real quick. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and then it's been bouncing around between anywhere from th- uh, four to three. I, you can, like, it's, it's incredible. It's kind of in a happy medium right now at three and a half. But, uh, but it's been bouncing. Uh, I don't know what it, could, what it could actually end up at at game time. All right. Uh, the only other game I really want to talk about is my against the spread. So uh, if you guys have any other is games you Eagles? want to throw in, go ahead and – might my, my was really be the only the Eagles see your thoughts. No, we can, just since they played pretty well against Atlanta. We'll talk about the Eagles. You want me to go first? I mean, <laughs> if I must. So we're looking well, at. I mean, you might as well. The might as well talk about the Eagles. And the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are plus three. They've been plus 140 
on the money line, minus 166 on the line for the 49ers, minus three on the spread. Um, you know, this is in Philadelphia, which is a nice perk to play at the link. Um, I think the 49ers on offense provide something that the Eagles are really good at on defense, if that makes sense. They are very good with the run. And, you know, how? who knows how good Elijah Mitchell is going to be in week two. The Eagles have had one of the best run defenses in football for the last probably four or five seasons. Uh, to force Garoppolo, if it's going to be him, or Fields, if he makes appearances, to throw. It's Trey Lance. Excuse me, Trey Lance, not Fields. Uh, is still going to be problematic because there's not a ton of talent outside of George Kittle. I know, like, Ayuk played pretty well and Debo. So, I mean, there is options. But I think Darius Slade locking up Kittle, hopefully, more times than not. Um, you know, Eric Wilson covering the middle. It's going to be a good time for the defense on – or for the Eagles. Offensive side of the ball, you know, you we're just kind of trying to rely on Jalen Hurts to carry that momentum from week one. This is a team that I think is going to roller coaster all season long. You can hear more about that on the Philly Special Podcast. Just a cool, cool podcast. Own, I I shameless, I shameless I heard, you know, plug. I just wow. I heard the host is cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the Eagles at plus three, uh, minus one ten. I would almost go as far to take them on the line at plus one forty. I think they're going to win this one uh, pretty handedly. I uh, per- perfect. I personally. Uh, think that Jalen Hurts is going to struggle tomorrow. Um, first off, let me preface this by saying uh, our week one special, you know, I we've said did not uh, get – is not going to be put in uh, put out there, so you're never going to hear what I said. But I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is very good. Um, I think he's going to be one of the better fantasy quarterbacks this year, probably certainly top ten, maybe even, you know, make his way into top five depending on how much he can run. Um but I think he's going to have a tough time with that defense tomorrow. Uh, so I certainly don't like the the money line um, for the Eagles. Uh, I might even like minus three for the Niners. Uh, I know the Niners had, you know, a little bit of struggle towards the end of their game, um, and they didn't blow out uh, – or they didn't end up getting the blowout win sort of that it seemed like they might end up with um, – but, you know, it's still a, it was still an eight-point victory, right? Um, so it, it was not a – and they've lost Raheem Mostert, but I don't think that they're going to lose too much in the run game. I think is, – is Trey Sermon playing this week? Do we? Yeah, he had a healthy scratch, which is weird. He's got a healthy scratch, which, yes, which is really weird. But they had, but they had Mostert, Elijah Mitchell, and Jermichael Hasty, and they didn't lace up Trey Sermon, which was, I thought, you know, by itself was just kind of weird. But now I, I think with having Trey Sermon, Jermichael Hasty, and Elijah Mitchell there, I feel like he would have to. I feel like his. I don't know. They don't. I don't know if they have anybody else minus those three now. Um, I would assume he's. I would assume he laces up. He plays. How much he gets is is. Yeah, he's going. He's going to play. So Trey Sermon's in. Um, for this week, I think that uh, we're probably going to see. At least Trey Sermon this week, uh, since he's lacing up. I think that we're probably going to see a lot of him um, alongside Elijah Mitchell. But both of those guys, um, Elijah Mitchell last week looked good, um, and Trey Sermon was a beast in college. So 
I think he's good. they're both going to have pretty good days. And I think I would take minus three for the Niners. I'm not going to bet on this game. Philly looked excellent week one, but Atlanta um, might be the worst team in the league. They suck real bad. So uh, I don't think that, you know, they're not proving that much to me by beating Atlanta, by doing what they did to Atlanta. Um, but Jalen Hurts is the truth, but this game this week might be – um, one of his bigger struggles this year, I think. Yeah, I don't know about this game either. I'm not as high as on the Eagles as I was last week per uh, episode one that you'll never get to hear. Um, <laughs> I was – the spread against – that they had against the Falcons, I was like, this seems like a no-doubter, and it was. Um, but I, I don't know about the Eagles this week. I like the Niners' defense. Um Truthfully, um, that I think they're really good, but I do believe like it's just hurts. It's you, you're you're kind of relying on hurts to do a lot by himself, minus Miles Sanders or who I, I don't know who your running backs are out there to be honest with you, but I feel it's just them and that's kind of it. Um, I like minus three for the Niners, but like Ryan, I'm also not going to bet on this game. It is the thing this podcast is all about. We're going against the spread. Uh, last week in the Lost podcast, um, basically, I guess I'll explain it again <laughs> since, you know, nobody knows exactly what we're doing. We're all giving ourselves 200 hypothetical dollars, and we each have to pick one game to go against the spread with. It can be the same game, but we all have to pick one, and we have to gamble some of that money. Uh, depending on how confident we are on that game, and everything will be rounded to the next dollar up. So week one, Mook took the Eagles over the Falcons, uh, plus three. Is that what it was? I do believe that is correct. Yeah. Uh, that covered, and he bet $50, which seemed like a whopping amount to Ryan and I, but it obviously <laughs> paid off, so he's up to 251 <laughs> Ryan took the uh, Washington football team, correct? Or the Browns. Browns. That's right, you took the Browns. I took the Washington football team, or I took the Chargers. You took the Browns to cover, I think, plus four and a half. And they did that. Five Five and a half. Five and a half. Sorry, I don't have it right in front of me. That was a $20 bet, so he's at 219 in second place. And I am in last place with a whopping $5 bet, $5 profit for (laughs) (laughs) for the Chargers covering against the Washington football team. Who would like to go first? I guess we'll start at the top and work our way down. So, Luke, why don't you give us your pick for against the spread today uh this game is going to be the new orleans saints at minus three and a half a minus 105 um that's gonna be like a 20 dollar bet right there i'll put 20 on it um i just we talked about it earlier minus three and a half against the panthers i feel like it's just kind of a no-brainer I feel pretty happy about it, but I'm not going to go as crazy as I did la- uh, last week putting 50 down, but 20 for sure. So you're going to 19.05 to round it to 20. I'm rounding you to 20. That's that's <laughs> the rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think minus three and a half is a good bet for uh, the Saints, but I'm not taking it. Um, I'm going to put $25 on the Las Vegas Raiders plus five and a half. Um, I think the that game's going to be pretty close. I talked about it earlier already on this podcast. Um, I liked what I saw from the Raiders. Even though Jacobs is out, 
Kenya Drake's in. So uh, I think plus five and a half is good for that game since it's going to be, I think, just a real, real slow pace game. $24, Colin, if you needed that. 24 thank you. I did need that. Uh, it's already kind of been spoiled, but I'm taking the Mike approach and I'm taking the Eagles. I'm going, uh, I'm taking the Eagles at plus what three, three and a half, something like that. Plus three, minus one ten. Plus three. Uh, throw me a. I got to get a little bit more aggressive. I'm tired of being the the runt of the. That away. I'm yes. going with thirty dollars. The Eagles. Oh. To That'll cover be twenty eight. That. To win twenty eight dollars. So there's a nice move for me. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got all our against-the-spread bets in. You know who to bet on now. You should win a lot of money if you listen to our advice, even though we contradicted ourselves as far as our group goes well, that's many all we times. Do. <laughs> but it's been fun. We're going to holler at you next week. We probably will shoot around Friday, Saturday. This will be released sometime on the weekend. Check us out. Hopefully we actually have our first published episode for public viewing. So... Thanks, boys, and I'll get at you next week. Yo, go football.